Welcome to Build the Weight Loss Practice of Your Dreams. We are ready for part two of the 16 important lessons that I wish we knew before we opened our weight loss practice. I did eight last week and I'm gonna cover eight more today. And so I hope you find this helpful. Not to sound too old, but I've learned so many lessons over the years. And now as I get to help new practitioners open their practices, expand their practices, uh, kind of turn their practices around sometimes, no matter what is going on, I love getting to dive deep with different practices and helping them. So these are lessons that I see in our practice and I also see in many other practices, really important ones. So we did the first eight last week and I'm gonna start with uh, eight more. And like I say, they're not in any particular order, but the first one is to hire slow and fire fast. Of course, within making sure they have documentation and all that sort of thing. But you really wanna be careful about who you're hiring because otherwise we can spend a lot of time uh, hiring in that whole hiring process, setting everybody up, getting them credentialed depending on what role they have. We spend all this time and really, uh, we, we haven't really vetted them as well as perhaps we could, or maybe you're in a situation right now where you just need some people and you're having such a hard time finding good talent that you're just hiring somebody, but you do wanna vet them a bit. We're really diving deep in membership this month about this with specific questions to ask and all of that. Um, but you do wanna hire slow and fire fast. So often, and I have done this so many times, fortunately I don't have much of a turnover at all in our practice. I can't remember the last time we've had um, some turnover, so uh, I'm really lucky with regards to that. We have a very long, uh, long-lasting team. Some have been with us for over 20 years. I think the least one is eight years, something like that. Um, but anyhow, you want to make sure that when you have somebody who's not a good fit for your practice, that you actually do yourself and them usually a favor, and you go ahead and take that those measures to um, let them go. And oftentimes if it's a performance thing, you'll work with them, you'll try to get, but I have held on to people for way too many years. And to tell you the truth, in the end, it doesn't matter who I've ever let go. We have a, we can still talk easily today. And a lot of times they come back and they say, you know, you, you really did do me a favor. I wasn't really ready for that role or that role wasn't right for me. And so, so oftentimes we'll end up doing somebody a favor in, in that regard. So that's my, uh, a, very small, uh, you could really dive deep in that, but that's a little bit of a recommendation. The other thing is to embrace creative marketing. As clinicians, we're not taught marketing really at all. I wish I could go into some medical schools and teach them a whole marketing class. It would be so much fun for me and so beneficial for them. But I have worked with our team and we've learned everything every step of the way because I got tired of paying for mediocrity. So uh, my husband and I were tired of paying for mediocrity. We were just a number. We would get a lot of impressions, but it never, the phone never rang, it never resulted in new patients. So we learned it ourselves and we have more fun with it than we ever imagined. And now I get to help practices do that in their own, uh, you know, their own area. So when I talk about creative marketing, what I'm talking about is kind of embracing content marketing, sharing your expertise with the world, letting, uh, becoming the known expert in your field, uh, the known expert that you are without being the best kept secret. So content marketing is a great way to do that. The other thing is to write books. I've published, I think, five for my husband, five for myself, and I've published books for many other people. Um, and we do, we get them on Amazon. We, all, we usually get them all to number one when we launch them. And we have really a great time to write a book. It takes your... Uh, your card, your little business card, it turns it into something great, something you can give with your patients and it's something they're not gonna typically throw away. Uh, and you can, you have a lot, so much knowledge to write it, uh, to get it into a book and there's so many ways. If you're not a writer, 
There's so many ways that you can get it out of your head and into a published book. Um, so anyhow, I love that. It's really effective. And the other thing is now they're calling it e-farming. I never really called it that, but it's really email marketing. And it's taking all those people that are interested in what you have to offer. First of all, getting their names and their information and then being able to really productively reach out to them, keep them, in, keep them engaged, keep them informed, let them know what's going on and help nudge them into the next step into working with you and your team. So embrace creative marketing. It can be fun. We run marketing uh, for, we don't do, I don't do paid marketing for practices because I'm really, I'm so big on, on these type of methods that they, I don't, I've not found the need to do paid marketing, um, but it's really something that is so fun to do. So I encourage you to embrace that. The third one for today is to know your number one thing that you are offering to people. What is your signature offer? Is it bariatric surgery? Is it sleep gastrectomy? Is it cash pay surgery? What, what is your main thing? Just surgery or is it a program that you offer for your medical weight loss? Know your main thing and then add in additional revenue streams when they're appropriate and complementary to what your main thing is. So you want to make sure that you are very clear on that in terms of you and your team, uh, your sales, and also just making sure when you when you are putting messages out there that you are really focusing on your main thing, your genius zone, what it is that your practice is known for. So I encourage you to do that. The next thing is uh, for, for us now, we are doing number four today, uh, even though this is actually number 12, if you count the eight from last week, um, this is numbers don't lie. So measure what matters. I, Whenever I go into practice and where they're trying to work on a project, we always do numbers. What's it, whether it's financial numbers, whether it is number of procedures, whether it is team turnover, whether it's your conversion rate from a seminar or webinar to surgery, all we look at numbers because numbers don't lie. So measure what matters to you, what you're trying to improve. It is such a great lesson uh, to learn. And so uh, I really encourage you to do that if you're not already. The next one is um, honesty, transparency, respect, and integrity go a long way. And I know as clinicians, that's really in our heart of hearts, but it really does mean so much to your patients, to your team, to your colleagues, uh, and and it's, it's something that really will always serve you well. So you wanna make sure that you are um, honest and transparent as much as you possibly can be and uh, show that integrity um, and also respect for others. It will never steer you wrong. It's just like our parents always told us, treat others like you wanna be treated. It really does matter. Uh, the next one after that is to take the high road and make sure you can sleep at night. There are so many times I have witnessed uh, back when I was in obstetrics here, when I've done practice administration, I've seen practices and first thing, you know, where they, they've separated, they've gone back together. Anyhow, a lot of times there are so many things that can go on in a practice that uh, it can get really downright terrible and nasty. And I just believe if you take the high road, um, things tend to work out and you can sleep better at night. You don't wanna get pulled down into all of that nonsense. You wanna just, at the end of the day, it will end up being sort of a blip on your radar, but uh, at the time you're going through it, I know it's terrible. I know it's a terrible feeling, but always take the high road and be able to sleep at night. I think that's just really something that's important. The other thing is you are in control of your schedule and your destiny. You always have control. So no matter what's going on in your practice, it's fixable. It's something that you can control and you control your destiny. And I know at the end of the day, a lot of time, everything falls on your shoulders as the owner, as the 
physician and whatnot, but you control your destiny. So if there's something frustrating in your practice, we figure it out and you move forward from there. So you uh, do have control. If your schedule is out of control, then it needs to be controlled. You need to set some parameters, some guidelines. Uh, if it's being filled with the wrong um, types of patients that you want to work with, then we need to, you need to work through some of that. So know that you are in control of your schedule and your life and your destiny. And then the last one I wanted to, uh, to share right now was just expect the best, even though you're prepared for the worst. I always, whenever there's something I'm really unsure about, I'll say, what's the worst thing that can happen and what will I do about it? Um, but I don't go into it expecting that. I go into it expecting the best outcome to happen. I'm, I am an optimist. Sometimes my husband will joke because I'm such an optimist and he calls himself a realist. Sometimes I like to not be pessimistic ever. So um, I always think the best and I expect the best out of people. And you know what? Nine times out of 10, that's what I get. I get what I um, am expecting from them. So I put that out there and I expect the best. I let people know what I want the outcome to be. And, um, and that's usually what happens. But I always think about what's the worst thing that can happen, what would I do? So anyhow, that's kind of just like one of those things that works in life and business. Uh, and then if I had to give you one bonus one as well, it would be when you talk with your team, this helps you get away from micromanaging, which I mentioned uh, last week. When you work with your team, it is really helpful to give them an outcome that you want. So let's say you want, uh, you have an outcome of a certain revenue goal for your uh, nutritional products, then you need to share that with the team so that they can then figure out, all right, that's what our goal is. That's the outcome that she is expecting. Let's figure out how we can get there. You know, if it's a certain uh, outcome, anything that you want done, maybe it's a new system for uh, lipo B injections and you, you give that to someone, you say, this is what I want. I want this to happen. This way that it, and then you let them figure out the system that puts it into place if your outcome is um, you know to be able to provide bonuses for all of your team members uh, in in the next month or the next few months and you need to figure out you know work on your numbers and how are you going to be able to do that no matter what your outcome is um, it's really helpful to think outcome based versus all the little uh, steps to get there. And for team members, particularly if it's something that you want them to do, if you want to keep your AR down to a certain level, you, you let them know that. And then they have a goal to shoot for. They want to please you. They want to make sure that they are doing their job to the best uh, capability. So sharing outcomes instead of specific tasks can be really helpful uh, for your team employees. So that's just a little bonus one. Anyhow, I like to try to keep these to 10 minutes. I'm a little over, but um, I wanted to be sure to come back and share with you these uh, next uh, basically important lessons that I learned the hard way for many of them to keep you from having to learn the hard way. And I just hope you're enjoying your practice. And if you are struggling in any way, please reach out to me, Carol, K-A-R-O-L at weightlosspracticebuilder.com. And if you're not a member of Barrett Business Boss, you might want to check it out. We do really uh, ex excellent deep dive trainings every single week and lots of free resources in there. And uh, so anyhow, check it out. And in the meantime, I hope you don't have to learn these lessons the hard way and that you're having a great day and that your practice is exactly what your vision held for it. In the meantime, take care. 